Okay. All right. We're back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. I am Sasquatch, and joining me again today is the Yeti. The Yeti. Uh, we got a special guest today, don't we? Yeah, we do. And uh, yeah, a very special guest. We are not by ourselves today. We have got Dwayne Atkinson from the Bar Podcast. Um, Dwayne, welcome. Um, the Bar Podcast, is that some sort of drinking podcast you have? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, look, I'm all, I'm, I'm already kind of jealous because I don't have a cool nickname, uh, Yeti and, and, and Sasquatch. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the Bar Podcast, uh, B-A-R, it's, a, it's an acronym, uh, stands for Biblical and Reform, which I know is an oxymoron, but it looks good on the T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, let's start here. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, one of the reasons that we kind of got up with you was uh, Yeti found you, and he said, man, this guy's from from our place. He's he's from down home. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. I said, I said, no, ain't nobody, ain't nobody from Duplin County ever made it nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, for real. <laughs> so, well, not so, quite Duplin, right next door over to Sampson, but still, your little town had one caution light. Yes, sir. I think big, I heard big city, man. I think I heard you mention make mention of that on another podcast that you had done. I said, "Hey, I've been through that caution light <laughs> a bunch." <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I was just kind of going to jump in on your question. You kind of wanted the beginning, man. Um. I guess that's where you were going. I apologize. Yes, you guys know I do. I've been doing podcasts for, for four years, so. I'm I'm very familiar in this space, so please tell me if I'm talking too much or if I'm trying to take over your show. Please let me know. <laughs> no man, you're good. But uh, good deal. So yeah, I'm from Turkey, North Carolina. Um, grew up in Turkey, Sampson County, the biggest county in North Carolina. Um, I don't care what all those people in Charlotte think, but we're still <laughs> yeah. <in Charlotte>. Um, <laughs> and um, and and yeah, man. Um. I, I thought the same thing about Turkey and Duplin and just those areas like, you know, anybody else in that space that um, has uh, been exposed to sound biblical doctrine and, and theology. Um, but to, uh, to to go to the question, man, like I said, grew up uh, Baptist home. My parents, well-known Christians, um, you know, there were many spaces where I'll go to cousin's house and I'll go in the house first. And then we're like, Oh, here come Aunt Brenda, Uncle James, you know, let's put up the beer. Let's stop smoking. <laughs> you know, so right. They, they were, they were the pillars, man. They were, you know, everybody knew, you know, their stance. And so that solid background, um, I thank God for, um, but as you guys know, man, you know, you, you in those kind of, uh, churches and places, um, it's not always perfect, you know? Um, and, and I had the facade, you know, because I was their son. So, I had to facade like I was godly, but, you know, after hours, I always tell people, you know, uh, Monday through Saturday, you know, I was, I was a little devil, man. I was doing all kind of stuff, uh, play sports. So, you know, it almost seemed like if you play sports, you naturally a womanizer. Um, and, and all of those things, man, got involved in a lot of things. And, uh, God saved me, man, right there in my parents' house. I was still living with my parents. Um, and he saved me. And I wish I could say, guys, it was happily ever after from there, man. But unfortunately, because I was a athlete, I assumed the best um, the best preachers were on TV. And right. so I immediately turned on TBN, 
you know, thinking like, hey, these guys on TV, like they're the best. Yeah. And uh, you guys know, and I'm sure your listeners know, that wasn't the case, man. And so uh, it took me down a road, um, I'll say about a seven-year road of charismatic, crazy, and then some ab- new apostolic reformation. I was actually, at one time, they used to call me an apostle. Please don't tease me over it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> long story short, man, um, God used a co-worker to walk me through the Westminster Confession and that conversation every day on my lunch break for about three months um, opened my eyes to sound biblical doctrine. Um, and then he introduced me to podcasts, which also inspired me to start my own. And fast forward mm. four more years, and here we are, man. So what you you said your uh, parents were Baptists. Now, were they – because, you know, you know as well as I do, Baptist doesn't mean – one thing. I mean, you could. There, there's all kinds of spectrum with Baptists, but yeah. Yes, when you sir. went off to 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 the to that far charismatic side, what was their reaction? So, they they were pretty pretty nominal. Um, the Baptist church that we were part of, it was considered missionary Baptist, but I don't know if we had a mission person anywhere. But yeah, yeah <laughs> it yeah. was considered missionary Baptist. Um, but they always were. Um, uh, I guess you could say Pentecostal holiness leaning. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody shouted or, you know, ran or hollered, they didn't, they didn't like drag them out to church. You know, they were always kind of leaning in that mm-hmm. direction. And so, you know, me being the, uh, not, not to say charismatic as, as the, I guess the idea, but just my personality, I kind of presented to them like, Hey, this is the next level in God. Like, you know, cause God. they didn't, they didn't, they weren't, they weren't like like really solid as far as deep biblical, you know, theological understanding and things like that. And because they were accepting of the sporadic shouting and things like that, when I said, okay, this name it, claim it, word of faith, speak it, decree it, you know, uh, lay on hands and they're healed right now, modern day, whatever, I've kind of presented it in a way where they were like, they were okay with it. There was no real pushback with that. I got you. Well, I know. Uh, <clears throat> I grew up in an almost reformed. It wasn't reformed. In fact, you know, if you said anything about Calvinism, my people would be like, "That's an insult." But sure. there, there was, I mean, it was that it was that study. It was that it was that real conservative doctrine. Yet he came from a background that was more the like like even now we we I pick on his mama, and um because <laughs> if. He's the only one that can get away with it, believe me. Uh, oh, she she doesn't <laughs> like say, me yeah, for it. <laughs> but uh, you know, she'll you know, if if there's a preacher on TV and that dude is getting on it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that guy can preach. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, he's just loud. I mean he's just he's just he's just flamboyant. I said, I can be loud. <laughs> you, yeah. know? Mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. but it's that whole thing of of this area. If somebody knows right. how to speak rapid and they can they can do it in a in a in a almost a uh, uh with a tone. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, yeah, like they carry, that they carry cadence. cadence. There we go. They got mm-hmm. that cadence. Yep. Man, people eat that up and, and they're not listening to the words. Yeah. Well it could it, it doesn't you matter. It could, it could be the phone book. You know, if they've got that cadence, <laughs> they're like, Man, that was some good <laughs> preaching right there. Hey yes, sure can <laughs> So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and because you know, growing right. up Baptist, we both grew up Baptist. Uh, I grew up Southern Baptist. He grew up uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
I want to say independent. No, no, no. Uh, it was a uh, free will Baptist. Yeah, I I got saved in the free will Baptist church at 12 years old. But uh, whenever I got up in age, I wound up in a Southern Baptist church and uh, got it right. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you you you're you're in the charismatic movement, and and somebody brings forth the you said the Westminster, right? Yes, sir. And what about that that opened your eyes? Because because I, you you had the Bible during that time as well, I'm assuming. You were studying sure. and reading yeah. the Bible. Oh. What about the Westminster yeah, no, that, was, that opened your eyes to the scripture? Yeah. So no, it it was um it was kind of a simultaneous thing. Like he would read and then he would go through all the scripture references. What opened my eyes, um, because what you gotta think about, um uh, what I kind of sped through a lot of it. Um, I actually was looking for an escape um, because I recognized the the uh, the manipulation. I recognized the uh, you know playing people and and just you know things that weren't lining up scripturally. So mentally, I was already ready to come out. I was really close to being a, a fundamental Baptist. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like that's the direction I was headed because I was just so tired of people. You know, just you know, abusing their powers and their fake powers and stuff like that. And so the what in the Westminster stood out to me, um, you know, just the, the, the breakdown of how every, you know, everything that I felt like I knew growing up, there was a theological explanation for it. Um, you know, like the Trinity, you know, mm-hmm. just understanding the Trinity, you know, I know we used to sing the Trinity, but I, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't, didn't put two and two together, you know, because in a lot of Pentecost, the Pentecost circle I was a part of, you know, they were one as Pentecost, where they talk about the manifestation. So that was huge, you know, just to understanding the Trinity kind of brought back a foundational thing that I already had. Um, and then, you know, really digging down on the depravity of man and, you know, because, you know, you're taught that, you know, we're, we're little gods and, you know, we're, we, we, we do what God do, you know, we could, I can stop this rain right now when I speak to it, you know? So when you're right. taught that and then you hear, you know, that, that man's chief in is to, you know, uh, glorify God, you know, forever, you know, everything points back to God. It makes you small and God big, which was a culture shock for somebody that was, you know, in a movement that made you big and pretty much die small. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's good. That's, that's real, real good. good. So, from there, uh, uh, how, uh, if you don't mind me asking, about how old were you when you started yeah. about this point? Um, so I was 26 whenever, like I said, I gave my life on in my, my bedroom and rolled over uh, and turned on TV, and I was 26 years old. Okay. Um, when I first jumped into it. All right. So, because I, I know for me, I was saved at seven. And then in high school, you know, you get into high school, you, you got fear of men mm-hmm. issues. You got, um, yep. you know, these guys are doing this and, you know, you don't want to be, mm-hmm. you don't want to be left out, that kind of thing. And Yep. So then so I, I had the same thing. I kind of fast forward through that, but I walked the aisle at 12. And then when I got to middle school, I wanted to be cool. I didn't want uh-huh. to do with yep. it. You know? Yeah. So that same whole idea, um, I, I did the exact same thing. Um, but I think I was really regenerated that night when I was 26. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, uh, so, so, and then you said you went about 
seven years between uh, the salvation and and uh, reading the the um, Westminster. Yeah, yeah, about seven to eight years. Yep. Okay. So I mean, you, I mean, that's a, that's a significant amount of time to be yeah. in something like that. You, you're invested. Sure. Okay. Yeah, deeply. Yeah, and, and and but you were saying that it was the you you were seeing the faults, the mm-hmm. the, fa- the 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 facade basically, and you were saying mm-hmm. you saw past that, and and were ready to come out anyhow. Right. All right. So what what what. What happens after that? Um. So after you mean after the thoughts and ready to come out, or yeah, after yeah. Well, you're reading the Westminster and it's making sense, and you're thinking about uh, your depra- you know, yeah. man's depravity, that kind of thing. What, where do you go from there? Sure. So where I went from there was, um, it, you know, God is just sovereign, man, because uh, he, I guess, I don't, I don't know why, but he, the guy that bought me through the Westminster got transferred to Tennessee. So like my mentor left, you know, and it was almost mm-hmm. like God was like, okay, I need you to study for yourself, you know? Um, and so before he left, he put me on uh, podcasts um, like uh, Renewing Your Mind, uh, Grace to You, True for Life. Um, and so those became daily diets for me. Um, I would, I subscribed to Table Talk. Um, you know, I just really, really went on a hardcore binge on trying to understand uh, sound biblical theology reform theology and all of those things and so I took the YouTube so I just really went into real hardcore study uh, mode um, to understand because you what you gotta understand I'm, I'm married with kids you know so yeah. my wife who has been in the, the charismatic movement longer than I have um, so I ha- I wanted to really get a really good grasp and understanding of everything that I wanted to relay and teach my family and so that's kind of where I went, man. I went hardcore. Like I always had earbuds in. I mean, I was always <laughs> ref net, everything, you know, um, um, uh, the reform forum, you know, white horse in, like I, I was just, you know, really trying to study up uh, so I could get to a place where I could kind of present it uh, to my wife. Cause you know, like I said, it's a culture shock when yeah. you tell mm, people that yeah. you know, they can't name it and claim it. When you, it's a culture shock when you tell people that, you know, they can't speak something into existence. And so, um, by God's grace, I never was a, what they call a cage stage Calvinist, um, yeah, because yeah. that's not my, it's not my demeanor. Like I'm a very cool laid back person. I love people. I love helping people. And so that's the same approach I use with my journey. Um, and it was funny, um, with my wife a couple of years ago, I used to like at night, you know, as she go to sleep, I'll be playing like, you know, Steve Austin, uh, sermons or whatever on YouTube. And um, I had went to work, and she she texted me at work. She was like, "I think I believe in the sovereignty of God." I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's awesome!" <laughs> she was like, "She was like Steve Lawson. I just listened to something from Steve Lawson. It just made so much sense, you know." And so it, it's been that kind of thing, man. And so it's a it's a slow turn. It's a slow process. Yeah. Um. But but that's 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 where I am today. You know, even with her, um, what I try to do is I take situations. And I show like, okay, this, look at this. Did this look right to you? Like, that is not <laughs> biblical. You know, you can't, you can't do this. You know, you, you look at this, and so that that has worked, man. And and that's kind of that leads to you know, uh, that hardcore study and that time um, led to wanting to start a podcast yeah. um, because I wanted to provide another voice 
you know i yep, wanted yep. to i wanted to uh provide resources for people like myself that were looking for you know resources you know when i was trying to gain as much knowledge and so that's what led to me wanting to start a podcast and starting a podcast and now i have a podcast network and all of that man so yeah that's, that's kind of that kind of stage and and yeah it sounds like the podcast network is is successful as well i mean you've got uh uh, just, just thinking, thinking and and that's probably your biggest one right now right for sure yeah just thinking is the big baby in the boat yes, sir. <laughs> um, we just, just saw on, uh, is we just saw today on social media looks like you've got another one added to it too yeah 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 man um that is good man we're we're doing you know some some pretty cool things just think, like i said about just thinking man um they reached a million downloads wow uh, in less than two years, uh, with no bestseller, you know, no, nobody on the team is a bestseller. Nobody's a pastor that, you know, shepherds the flock, none of that, man. So that's phenomenal. Um, and they, I mean, since that podcast, man, it is, it has allotted them so many opportunities. I mean, Daryl works at grace to you. And mm-hmm. I know part of it is for his writing, but the other part is for, you know, the podcast, man, which, I always remind him, which was my idea. He didn't really want to do it. So. And I, he owes me a little bit on that. And then even with Virgil, Virgil has a huge opportunity you guys are going to hear about in the next couple of weeks um, that um, I think is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. The um, So when, when you, you were studying, you were getting – and you said you wanted to get your voice out. We get that because we um, – you know, I I I, I pastored a small church, and I own a handyman business, and so part of our thing was when Corona came about and they started shutting everything. Nobody wanted me in their house. You know what I'm saying? Like that they, they were for sure. You know they they were talking. People were talking. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know we don't want this thing to to, to come in the house. And so we were kind of twiddling our thumbs, and I told. Yeti, I said, let's start a podcast. And he said, you're crazy. Yeah, I said, no. And uh, I was, I'm trying <laughs> to talk him into starting this podcast because I'm like, look, man, how many podcasts out there are are just these rural uh, biblical voices that, that are out there trying to get people to think biblically? You know, we have a cultural background that, that a lot of people don't get to hear. I, I think somebody would listen to it. And he kept saying no, and I was like, well, I don't know. I might, I might do it on my own, probably not, that kind of thing. Well, then we're listening to CrossPolitik, and CrossPolitik said, man, during this COVID thing, you need to be hustling. And and they mm. you know, they had this whole thing, and, and he looks at me and goes, let's start a podcast. <laughs> Glad I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that whole thing where we said, you know, it's it's getting your voice, or not even my voice, it, or or Yeti's voice. It's it's proclaim, it's being able to proclaim the gospel to a group of people that that probably aren't listening to Lawson, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm like you. I love Lawson yep. MacArthur, um, yep. uh, you know, Sproul before he died. You know, just the whole thing and. And, but most people aren't going to sit down and listen to these guys. It's just how it is. Right. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to, to give the gospel to people who are going to be, or, or, or in this area, you know as well as I do, if you say, are you saved, 
The answer is going to be yes. Oh, yeah. You know, yes, I'm saved. Thinks. My dog's saved. You know, uh, <laughs> and our loved ones that's gone on are looking down on us from heaven. Yeah, I got drunk, right baptized the car one night. You know, I'm glad yes, you seen this, man, because I, I always tell people that on the podcast. You know, when I talk about you know um, evangelism, I was like, well, you know, in the southeast, everybody's saved. Um, yeah. <laughs> in North Carolina. Everybody saved, so you know it's a little bit harder to evangelize around here. So I'm glad you're saying that as well. Yeah, and our method has been, oh, okay, you're saved. All right, why do you do this? I, I don't know. I mean, because they really they they haven't thought it out. So our kind of podcast and 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 evangelistic method has almost been, I'm going to take you for your word that you're saved. I'm going to believe mm-hmm. you. And I'm just going to start asking and asking you to think biblically and start pushing that. And some people will come to realize we've had a couple of people who just say, I don't think I'm saved at all. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're talking about, you're, you're, you know, you're not, you're not bringing glory to God. You're, you're not a good person. You're not, you know, just because your, your daddy helped build this church don't mean that you, you're getting into heaven. Right. And, some of those people, a lot of people, the the more common reaction is, huh, yeah, that's good. I ain't <laughs> never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's what would, to me and you, be just basic biblical truth. But right. you, you ask them, why do you believe this? Then you throw in the counterpoint with Scripture and let them kind of mold that over. I mean, and, and, and it's been... It, and we kind of wanted to do that same thing with the podcast and have that more, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is, uh, uh, I, they're my favorite. I can't even think of her name right off the top of my head. Doctrine and Devotion. <laughs> Doctrine and Devotion. Oh, and yeah, like, Joe and Jimmy. Those, yeah. Those are my buddies. I like them. But sometimes when I'm hearing them talking, I'm like, you don't know nobody around here. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, yes. it just yes. we have a different yes. perspective. I come from yes. rural North Carolina. They come from Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, Joe does. Jimmy, he's he's. I think, anyways. So, you know, they they, they got a more uh, uh, more metropolitan. Uh, I won't call them urban. Uh, yep. <laughs> but but that more metropolitan mindset, and we agree on most yeah. things. But sometimes application changes. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. No, totally get that. I, I fuss with them all the time about that. Um, <laughs> you know, from because because uh, you know, Joe Joe knows he's smart. He's a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and Jimmy wish he was smart. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always I always mess with them, man. Because one of the things that we 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 fuss about is you know the whole social justice and racism thing and. Uh, and he, he was like, uh, he'd be like, man, you know, J- Jimmy would say, black people can't be racist. I said, Jimmy, you ain't never met my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> South, Southeastern North Carolina, man, it's, it's different. It's not, it's not Chicago. It's not, you know, yeah. St. Pete, St. Uh, wherever they at. It, it's not that. It's different. It's a different climate. It's a different mindset. So, well, yeah, man, those guys are really good friends. Man. Well, I tell a story all the time. My looking at my granddad and the community that we lived in. I don't know if you ever heard of an area called Green Evers. Sounds familiar. It's, it's okay. So 
little area, mostly black guys or black people, right? And we live right next to it. We live towards, uh, right beside it. And my granddad would use the N-word, right? Mm-hmm. But on the same hand, he'd go to, he, there, there were some older black ladies who were widows, and he'd bring them fish all the time. Mm-hmm. He'd go fishing. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, yes, his language was wrong. But in a lot of ways, he loved his neighbors more than we do nowadays. And we all claim to be Christian. Right. You know, For sure. For it, sure. And, and, and I said, you know, we're not trying to say that that this stuff doesn't exist. It just looks different than what everybody wants to imagine it. They want to imagine it this yeah. really simple, um, uh, you know, you're either Ku Klux Klan or, 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 or Black Lives Matter. And it's not that clear cut. Right. And so... You know that's, uh, but that's some of that perspective difference. I mean, it's just exactly. growing up in different areas. Exactly. So, yep. totally agree. So, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy too. Um, I was just listening to uh, one of your shows the other day. You had done with a local pastor from Clinton, and I was like, I've been to that guy's yeah. church. And then, uh, yeah, and uh, at barefoot, end, old man barefoot. barefoot. And you said uh, at yes, the end, of, if you are a small rural uh, pastor or involved in church, reach out to me. I said, all right, I'll do that. And then what's funny is like the next couple episodes later, you're interviewing Dr. James White. And I'm like, <laughs> on this dude right here. And uh, you were at G3 this past year. Yep. 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 And, we, we do G3 almost every year. Nice. That's become a tradition. Um of ours are you guys planning to go well we went this past year actually and it was part of what influenced us to start a podcast is, oh okay uh, so you were there you we, didn't you yep, didn't see yep. me at booth no i had a <laughs> if you if we did we didn't re- realize it i think it was one of those <laughs> things i'll be honest i think it was one of those things we were just in all shock because that was the first uh sure. conference that that Either of oh, us had been to that was that had a lot of big name things. I mean, I sat there. I'm like, I got to talk to Vody. I, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> that was my. You know, I'm on line waiting for that. You know, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. and uh, but that's the first time we. I mean, uh, we met Doug Wilson. Uh, I mean, it was yep. just one of those things. There were so many uh, guys that we that you see on YouTube and TV and that kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. you get the chance to meet them, and it's almost like. Okay, I know they're real people, but <laughs> but, but I, I just want yeah. to I, I, you know get right kind of uh, uh, it's one of those things when you go to talk to them, you're like I know I've heard you talk so many times I feel like I know you, but you don't have a mm-hmm. clue who I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking yeah. right stalkerish, yeah. and that was one of the you, things you guys, too. Look, you guys are going to experience that man with this podcast. It, it it happens with podcasts because you know you put in your time and you gain listenership and people are going to come up to you. You think you're going to, you think you're about to tell them something. Like, yeah. I was about to go. Yeah. I know you went to the grocery store yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I got you following me. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a really good uh, conference too. I mean, last year, um, the role of worship leader, music leader at our church kind of just fell into my lap. So we said, they're oh. going to G3 conference on worship. What better time to go. go and learn about what that looks like yeah. than, 
you know, we just came from the Fight Laugh Feast conference too. That was in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, man, it was it was great. I was because... supposed to be there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They 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 actually um, Gabe texted me. Um, actually, probably was in March or April. Wanted me and my wife to attend, um, but you know, I told him my wife was like super COVID paranoid, bro. So I know I won't be able to pull that off. Uh, this this you know, that soon. So right. yeah, how I much able to meet you guys had an awesome time. How, how did he give you a hard time for it? Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Of course. He 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 said, Man, I'll let you guys wear those smothering masks and it don't matter what I was like, bro, listen, <laughs> I ain't I ain't even fighting that battle, man, because, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do founders. I'll be doing founders in January and I knew I wanted to do um uh, Shepard, Shepcon and Leecon yeah. in March, which is both on, you know, we're on for now. So I, I knew I couldn't waste, you know, one of my, one of my trips on, on, on a fight last feast last minute kind of thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I had to, got to plan wisely when you're married, man. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, that was one of those things too, with, uh, Gabe, we had met him at 3G um, and then uh, in January, and then in October, we were at the Fight Laugh Feast conference. And he walks up to me and goes, I know you. And I was like, kind of, yep, we met, yeah. you know. And uh, from that point on, we were telling him, you know, because since then we had started a podcast, and and uh, we told him our whole gimmick, you know, Sasquatch and Yeti, and he gave him a card. But every from that moment on, every time he walked by, I'd hear, Sasquatch! <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> that sounds like them. <laughs> so. that, that, that's some great guys, man. Um, Cross Politics, Knox, and Gabe have been super helpful with me, man. Um, I go to them with different questions and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, those are some awesome, awesome fellas. Yeah, and they've done um, that, that whole conference did wonders for our little podcast, too. We didn't have one started in, uh, at, at G3, like I said, but that was uh, – or G3, that was influence for us to get started, though. And then, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you got worship, and then the same year you've got one on warfare, and worship is warfare. So that really got us fired up. And uh, um, mm-hmm. that's where we also met uh, Jason Hamlin and Greg Morin was a part of their Dead Men Walking podcast and met Darren oh, Dahl, yeah. just a handful of guys, you know, and it's it's helped us out tremendously as far as, um, getting our stuff out there and networking, which was what they were trying mm-hmm. to do with their whole conference, as well as uh, yep. motivating us to to keep on going too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg. Greg is is, a, is an awesome guy as well. Um, I told Greg whenever I saw the whole concept, I was like, Greg, you got something here, bro. If you can, if you can go hard and and uh, and put it out there, you got something, man. Yeah, Greg is is, is a great guy as well. We were making fun of Greg, and uh, we were saying things like, "Man, you're you're just a Yankee version of us." Is what you, <laughs> you know that that whole thing, and so he goes back, uh, and when uh when 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 they were sharing the podcast that we had done together, he says he made that comment, and he goes, "But they're really the Southern version of us." <laughs> so that, that was a ball being able to just uh. I mean, we got to know him a little bit at the conference, but then uh, when we sure. done the podcast, when we got to talk to him, great guy, great guy. And beyond oh, all yeah. that, just sure. like uh, having you up here, Dwayne, it's good to know that while we are in battle, we've got allies in the war. That's right. Sure. So, 
with how did I, I, I don't know if I I'll tell you what, you just take this question however you want to take it and, and we'll roll with it. Okay. How how did you uh develop and grow your podcast? Love this question. Um it's a question I get a lot actually. Um so the key to success with podcasts or the secret sauce to successful podcasts is there is no secret sauce. Um <laughs> really nice. what you have to do is uh is you have to be consistent. That's number one. You have to be consistent. You have to deliver when you say you're gonna deliver. Uh, and you have to take pride in your content. If you're consistent, you deliver when you say you're gonna deliver and you take pride in your content, um, you will gain listeners. Uh consistency gains listeners because when they look for you, you're there. Um taking pride in your content means that you're gonna make sure that you you know, give them a conversation worth worth listening to. Um, and so that means when they jump on and, they, and they're engaged and they're going to connect, um, there's no, like, that is the main thing. Uh, a lot of people look for, you know, the 3,000 or 33,000 listeners or whatever, whatever. Hmm. But if you can get a niche of people, people that relate to you, people that connect with you, um, I would take a hundred people that are connected, you know, like when I ask them to like post, when I ask them to post, than a million passer buyers, I'll take a hundred right. over a million any day. Um, so you have to take care of, you know, especially when you're growing, you, you want to treat your beginner listeners like they're part of your team. I always tell people when I, when I'm helping them strategize, make them part of your, um, uh, uh, campaign, make them part of your advertising team, uh, make them part of your growth. A lot of people like to be at the beginning of something. Um, so what I did with the bar, I was consistent every Tuesday. I've dropped every Tuesday for the last four years, March would be five years, uh, without missing, missing one Tuesday. When you, my goal is if somebody goes in a coma and they wake up and they get a notification that there's a new bar episode, like, oh, snap, it's Tuesday. I want it to be that consistent. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, nice. and so that consistency and then, you know, uh, what I, what, what you bring, like what I bring is my, my personality, L little boy from Turkey had a crazy spiritual life for about four or five years, <laughs> um, found sound doctrine. I bring all of that to the table and it's genuine and it's real and people can relate. And I don't try to be so cut you know cut and dry and i don't cut out my us and does people be talking to me like why are you keeping all this no i want it to be a conversation kind of like this yeah and mm -hmm. when you provide a real conversation people can relate and they feel like they're a part of it um and so that's that's really the biggest thing like you know even if your podcast isn't formatted like this like a conversation being consistent and caring about your content and taking care of the people that you get in the beginning that will lead to success because the more you do it and the more consistent you do it, you're going to, you're going to gain momentum. You know, you're going to have a guest that's going to get shared all over, you know, people are going to start sharing, Oh snap, bitch, this guest was on here. Some people just search for guests, you know, yeah. so are you going to talk about a topic that, you know, is going to hit different and everybody's going to, Oh, you know, who knows what that topic is, but what you want to do is you want to make sure you're in a place you're, that, once that happened, you, you can handle it. Like you're not going to drop a topic. So just thinking we got put on the map because of the George Floyd episode. 
you know, we were already doing great numbers. Yeah. George Floyd episode, our numbers tripled overnight, literally. Wow. Um, so when that happened, we were already in a place, like I already built the team around Daryl and Virgil. Daryl and Virgil, they don't have to worry about anything but content. That's all they worry about. They don't worry about uh, social media. They don't worry about internet, posting, editing, none of that. All they do is deliver content. Yeah. I put that in place at the beginning of 2020 because I knew eventually something was going to pop, you know? And so mm-hmm. when it did, I had things in place. We had, you know, social media, Bob, you know, jump in. We post every day on social media. Uh, we have, you know, a brand new website. Uh, we have a person that does the, the, the audio engineer. So uh, it's just about being prepared because you're going to do something. You're going to have a conversation. You're going to do something that's going to grab a lot of attention. Just make sure that you're ready when that moment comes. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, with with uh, now is this stuff that is did you learn all this stuff trial and error, or did you have someone that kind of walked you through it, or no, <laughs> nobody walked me through it, bro. Uh, nobody. I asked, like, so I hate to say this because I mean it almost feels like you know I'm too my own horn, but I feel like I was the the barrier that broke that would inspire and allow people like you guys, you know, regular people to do podcasts, you know, because before, before I really got in and started making a ruckus, it was so polished and so clean. Mm -hmm. And everybody that I reached out to, I reached out to, uh, you know, the guys at reform pub, I reached out to, uh, 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 the Christian forum. I reached out to those folks trying to figure out, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? Um, I love them all. I've had them all on my show. They're all great people, but yeah. whenever I was, when I was a nobody, <laughs> they didn't respond. <laughs> like, right. they, you know, there was, no, there was no return. They'll read the email, the inbox, but you know, there was no response. Um, and so that experience, I, I bumped my way through, man. I, I figured I kept knocking and knocking and, beating my head and trying to figure this thing out. Um, I will say that Joe Thorne was huge um, in the process, man, because uh, he was developing Doctrine and Devotion the same time I was developing the bar. He actually designed Mm. the bar logo that you see. That's Joe Thorne's work. Nice. Um, And so uh, Joe Thorne was definitely influential in the process, but a lot of people would not help or didn't feel like they had time. And so I had to learn the hard way, man. And so now that I'm here, bro, I'm giving the knowledge out freely. Like, if you follow me anywhere, you'll be wanting to start a podcast and know everything you need to do in about <laughs> 10 minutes. I'm always trying to tell people to do it, you know. So that, and that's another reason why I was excited to come on here, man, because I'm excited somebody from our area doing a podcast because podcast is just starting to reach our area. People, A lot yeah. of people still don't know what a podcast is yeah. in Southeast North Carolina. Well, that's, you know, so. My wife told my dad, he swung by the house, and uh, she says, I told you, Dad, that you were doing a podcast, and he was like, a what? <laughs> so, yeah, there's still a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and that's one of those things, man. You know, we we, we have enjoyed it. Yeah. it. It's one of those things we can mm-hmm. honestly say it's been fun for us. Um, right. We're both fairly introverted. In, in different ways. Mm-hmm. He's more of the salesman. He can do a more sales pitch than I am. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more of the the preacher. Like, I can stand in front of mm-hmm. people and talk. But oh, boy, I, ain't at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> but You, you know, don't say. 
<laughs> when it comes to uh, you know, an inter- you know, if I met you on the street, I would I would not know what to say to you to get a conversation going. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. yep. and so it's kind of forced us out of those positions to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. And and we have. I mean, we because of the podcast, we've met you know, we're meeting you, we're talking to you, having a conversation with you. Uh, the guys from the right. Fight Laugh Feast, all the all those connections we made over there. Um, it's been it, just the meeting people. We've done way more interviews and and interviewed some guys. Mm-hmm. We interviewed um a local guy who was a missionary to right. um Ecuador. Ecuador. I want to say El Salvador. Ecuador. He was a missionary man, and what God done over there while he was over there was amazing. You know, and and wow. But that's one of those things that many people ain't most a lot of people aren't going to hear those stories about the 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 missionary who didn't write a book he didn't you know he didn't write a book there weren't a movie made of him he just went over there and served diligently for the gospel mm-hmm. and and god exactly. blessed it with with uh, what, 30 some odd churches yeah and wow. and and a lot of them are still in contact with him and 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 uh we've met one of his guys um and so it's just one of those things, you know. We we enjoy being able to have that those conversations and be able to say, "Hey, let's get you on a podcast." And and there again, Mister Joe, yeah. his name is Josie Wells of all things, <laughs> and and, uh, and and so you know, Mister Joe, let's get you on a podcast. He's over there talking about what's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're like it's yep. like radio, but you can listen to it at any time. Right. <laughs> And and so that's what we did, and and you know just sat down for what an hour or so, and just listened to him tell stories about his experiences in in El Salvador. You know that the I think it was he said like the Catholics had built a church somewhere, and he's like, if they build a church, why can't we build a church? He said like the very next day, the guys were out there cutting down trees and laying them out like a log cabin style church. Uh huh. I mean, just wow. things like that, and 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 getting able to to know people and you you say hey let me bring you on a podcast and most people all right yeah you know and so that that's been real good for us uh and 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 we appreciate guys like you who are willing to say yeah i'll sit down with you and 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 share a little bit of information with you that's great man we we really do appreciate it absolutely yeah i don't turn down many interviews that's for sure i i love to uh to, to share i love to especially my experience um because i know it's gonna it blesses somebody you know somebody is dealing with it somebody's going through it somebody's thinking about it um you know everybody's story unique you know so you know that the scripture talks about the word of our testimony uh, so I'm, I'm always willing to share that uh as well well man we we really do appreciate it um yes, sir. before we start to wrap this thing up though um, I don't know where I, I got this from a podcast. I'm not exactly sure where, but three questions <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> what books are you reading right now? Uh, <laughs> I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> Some All guy right. from Turkey. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that narrows it down for sure. <laughs> All right, so um. Books that I'm reading, one is uh, Lectures to My Student, um, Charles Spurgeon. Um, it's a huge book with a lot of, um, I guess, little lectures that he wrote. Yeah. Really good. It's kind of what I call my night read. 
Um, and a good friend of mine just sent me a book called God Doesn't Whisper by Jim Osmond, talking about people that are saying they hear the voice of God. He got a book mm. debunking that. So I started that last week. Um, it just came out. Jim is an awesome guy. He's actually he used to be Justin Peters' uh, pastor before Justin moved. Um, I have his first book, which was uh, Truth and Territory, where he talked about you know biblical spiritual warfare versus you know the crazy that we see. Um, and so the new book that I'm reading is God Doesn't Whisper. Yeah, yeah. I, I Yeti just wrote everything down, so we'll probably look it up. Yeah, we're suckers <laughs> and, for good books. Yeah. Um, but good. that lectures to my students, man. I named my kid James Spurgeon, so <laughs> I'm a fan really? of. Yeah, I I, I absolutely nice. am a fan of Spurgeon, and and that lectures yeah, to, to my students. I mean, when I first got in ministry, I, I was like, I want to find a good book, and and I stumbled mm-hmm. across it because I'd heard of Spurgeon. And that was the first book that really got me into knowing wow. to reading anything about Spurgeon and, and that kind of thing. Nice. So really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, fun fact. Fun fact, Mark Dever bought me that book. At Mark Dever? Not the year before last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mark Dever Mark. Uh, saw me. I had interviewed him on my show, and he saw me at the conference. He was like, hey, what kind of work do you do? <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like I'm, a, I'm a recruiter for a trucking company. He said, okay, go pick out about four books. And I'll pay for him. Like, oh, okay. I wonder, like, what answer would he have not bought me any book? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a gigolo. I work on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Mark Dever. That was one of the four books that I picked out. And yeah, he bought it right there on the spot. Really cool. Tell my, my job's to tear down churches. <laughs> <laughs> Go against everything you believe. Right. <laughs> uh, so he may have bought you more books if you gave him a bad answer. <laughs> Tell him you need to read. <laughs> he may have. You're right. You're right. All right. So right. Uh, the next one would be uh, what kind of music you listen to? So I am uh, partial to 90s R&B and hip hop. That's kind of my era. Um, All good music I, was I, from I, that I, era. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said as soon as you said nineties, we didn't know what was coming after that, but both of our eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You was like, Oh, you're in the right time frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I enjoy um and I got this from asking this question to my guests. I enjoy movie scores when I'm working. Mm. Um, um one of my favorite I mean it's weird, but one of my favorites are the Avengers movie scores. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I'm I'm doing I'm working extra hard when I got like that action movie thing going behind me. That's something I enjoy. Um, another one is Taken has a really good movie score. So when I'm doing some some work or trying to get something accomplished, I like to play those uh, movie scores. That's that's interesting. I ain't never heard of that. Um, yeah, I didn't before somebody else told me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's it's. It's not the exact same as classical music, but it's that orchestra music, a lot of it anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of orchestra. I mean, and but, you know, movie scores just have a little bit more tension behind it. Like, it, mm-hmm. just, it makes you feel a certain way. I don't think I've ever actually listened to one all the way through, maybe in band class in high school or something when we're going to do <laughs> the music or something. But oh, that, that will, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But 
Yeah, that will I be a game we'll play. play <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we will play that game on Friday night with the family occasionally, where you just pick out like all these TV shows from different eras and start playing the themes. Like, guess which show it is? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, movie scores. I, I, I love it. That's that's something I like to do when I'm working. All right. So now that your uh, favorite podcast is Bigfoot Revival, uh, I'm sorry. Just thinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who else are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just thinking. Taking number number two. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I have to let them guys know. Um, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. What? <laughs> you just Honestly, they're man, just rednecks like, from I, back home. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they know I'm partial, man, because I'm the black redneck. So, they know I'm partial. <laughs> um, honestly, man, I I last couple of days I've been enjoying you guys' stuff. Um, as soon as uh, Yeti hit me up and I kind of discovered it, I've been listening to it pretty faithful. Um, enjoying it. Um, also, um. There's a new podcast that's on our network uh, called Pre-Game Proverbs, um, which is really cool. I, I kind of start my day with that, man. So big shout out to to John Rayner on my uh, on my network. He has a daily podcast called Pre-Game Proverbs, um, and John Rayner is actually the, our voiceover guy for any, most of the stuff that we do uh, on the network. Hmm. Well, that that's pretty interesting because um, uh, we were just sitting there talking. About- all right, we need to start going through the proverbs. So that may be nice. something we we de- we deliberately look into yeah. to try to work with that because yeah. we catch ourselves riding from job to job that kind of thing and and mm-hmm. and in those moments where yeah, like, we need not- to be doing something edifying, redeeming you know? the time. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, John, and see his um his segments are like a minute and uh, thirty seconds. I mean, it's not like long drawn out Joe Rogan podcast, but. Um, it's, it's short and, uh, and to, to the point, man, I love it. All right. All right. You brought it up. Joe Rogan. Did you listen to the Joe Rogan Kanye podcast? A little bit, a little bit. Were you Um, like me after a while? You just went, I can't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, Kanye is just so all over the place, man. Um, he cannot answer a question. Like it's impossible for him to answer a question without going to a different topic. It's yeah. almost like his brain is fired to think to the next thing instead of what we're currently talking about. Um, it was interesting to hear him talk about, um, you know, um, the the pastor that the, the uh-huh. you, the, um, the the master seminary was- grad. Um, uh, I forgot his name, Alan. Uh, I forgot his last name, but yeah, it was I'm interesting. Him names. Talk, I know exactly what talk- about. Yeah, it was interesting to hear him talk about expository preaching as opposed to uh, extemporaneous preaching. That was pretty cool. That was that they could have ended it after that for me. Like after that, it was just kind of like uh, a, a merry-go-round, uh, just trying to figure out where he's going to go next. Bless his heart. I told Yeti, I said I can I listen to Joe talk to to um uh uh, uh oh, what's his name Alex Jones. I said I could listen to that. But for some reason with Kanye, and I think it's exactly what you just said. When he started talking to Kanye, Kanye was just jumping so, you know, and then I'm over there. What what did he say? I'm not entirely sure even what he said when he was done saying it. 
And so I was, I, I, yeah. I, I finally, had, I said, I can't finish listening to this. I, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, it's just tough to follow, man. He, you know, like you said, bless his heart. He just, uh, his, he just thinks different. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, I love that about him. He just, his mind doesn't, it doesn't track the same way ours does. Especially um, when, since when he's come to Christ you know? and everything. It's one of those things. Well, where yeah. I, I'm really interested in what to, what he has to say and and. And I mean, there, sure. there's been very he's, few people he's who have. A babe, though. Do what? He's a babe. He's a babe in Christ. Yeah. Man. So yeah. The, the, the sad part is we're, we get to watch him grow. Nobody watched us when we were exactly. struggling and mm. doing wrong stuff. And, you know, that, that wasn't on. We didn't have a million followers when we were going through that break. That, well, that's that what process. I was about to say. You, you've got this guy who is probably not. I mean, there's probably nobody alive today who has influenced as many people. Or, or, or directly had uh, some kind of result, you know, a more household name than Kanye. And here he is just and publicly saying all this stuff. And, and like you said, as he's growing in Christ, as he's, as he's yep. trying to figure it out himself, and because he does have the platform he does in the society that we live on, most people don't sit there and go, Oh, well, Kanye, you know, he's growing in Christ. They say, oh, he's famous. He has authority. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, exactly. it's it's this strange thing. Anyway, when you brought up Joe Rogan, that's what popped in my head, so I apologize. Yeah, no. Yeah, Joe Rogan, <laughs> you know, he, he's he's one of the, 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 the goats of the game, man, when it comes to podcasting. If you're in podcasting, you definitely want to look at his moves, he, you know, he got a $100 million deal. I know. So. I know. And then when he got <laughs> it, dude, and then when he gets it, you know, he has somebody on who's controversial, and they're talking about, we got to get, we, 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 we can't have all that. I'm sitting there thinking, he he had all this stuff going on before you, you, you licensed time. with him. I don't understand what, what the issue is, but we live in that kind of society. Yeah, we do. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I, and uh, there again, the, the answering the questions and 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 coming up onto our little podcast and and helping us out. So yes, sir. Uh, if you ever need anything, uh, I think you have our, a way to contact us. Contact us. I mean, um, not that we can offer anything podcast wise, but if you need some strong guys to help you move or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look, I, I, I mean, I'll do it right here on the air, man. I, I want to get you guys on my podcast, man. I want to get the the Sasquatch and the Yeti on my podcast. Probably the first time I have somebody on the show, I won't use real names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, let us know when, man, and we'll we'll jump on it. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, how did it uh, – Let's do this. What's the best way for them to come in contact with you? Sure, man. So you can find me everywhere at Dwayne, D-A-W-A-I-N, number 21, um, Instagram, Twitter, even on Facebook, if you search that. Um, if you want to find anything dealing with the Bar Podcast or the Bar Podcast Network, go to thebarpodcast.com. Um, and we have everything there. You can click on the network tab and see all the shows on the network. And you can click on the gear tab, man, and go pick you up some fresh bar gear. We got to get some uh, some Bigfoot gear, man. I, I I can help you guys do that. 
That'd be great. That'd be yes, great because we have ideas, but we we are one of our biggest struggles is just finding ways to get things accomplished. So no longer. <laughs> so we. <laughs> All right. So Yeti, what's the best way for him to find us? find us you can head over to www.bigfootrevival.com you can find us on all the social medias including facebook instagram youtube linkedin twitter and now parlor so and if you need to get up with us about anything you can go through our social medias or you can reach out and email us over at bigfootrevival at gmail.com remember for god has not given us a spirit of fear but one of power love sound judgment Hey, Yeti, guess what? What? We out. Deuces. We just planned to exit music, Dwayne. I got it. <laughs> <laughs>